Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me, dude. You know, it's so funny. You know how I said the other day? I was like, dude, there's, I was kind of bragging about my truck a little bit. Like, gas myself up about my truck. <laughs> and I said, I really shouldn't. I wasn't bragging. I just said I really liked getting into a truck on a cold morning. I said a diesel truck changes the game. You're higher than everybody. I'm like, I shouldn't talk like that. Something's probably going to happen. <laughs> so yesterday, I go to get a Christmas tree. So I, I start the truck up. And I'm driving, we have a private road, so I drive down our private road, probably just under a quarter of a mile long. Not even that, maybe a fifth of a mile. And I take a left onto the street that connects to our private road. And I get about halfway up that street to the stop sign. It says, low oil pressure, turn car off immediately. I'm like, shit. So I whip the truck around in the middle of the road, go flying back and just park it on our on our private road shut it off and i looked behind me it was raining i could see there was oil all over the damn street so <laughs> bro what happened right so i get up i look the oil caps on i pop the hood oil caps on i stick the dipstick in pull out obviously nothing completely it's almost bone dry and uh I look under the truck and there's just oil just all over the bottom of the truck just just from the middle of the front to the back right so I go up to where the uh, drain plug is drain plugs missing so I had just gotten an oil change like a week before Thanksgiving so whoever put the drain plug in obviously just hand tightened it and didn't get a tool like they should have and tightened it all the way you know what I mean I'm sure somebody's like, oh, I want to come back and tighten this. We, we, we had three screws on it, and then comes Ben, then goes and do, does something else and forgets. So I called them yesterday. They were closed. I called them. I left them a polite <laughs> voicemail. I said, listen, I, I expect us to resolve this issue together. So give me a call. The guy, um, I guess he was doing some paperwork in the office, heard me leave the voicemail. Call me right back, the owner of the mobile. Um, and he said uh, they'll pay to have it towed and you know they're gonna fix it and all that but here's the first snowy day of the year here in Maine like the grounds completely covered there's not there's not on the road the first snowy day of the year and I don't have my truck after talking about how awesome it was to have a truck in the cold here we go <laughs> I shall have one. oh sorry I took a bite of my apple my wife hates it when I eat on the podcast so I'm going to pause. All right, we're back. <coughs> Wouldn't want to upset her, would we? Um, so, yeah, there's that. That's what happened yesterday. So, didn't get a uh, Christmas tree. It's number one. Um, number two, I don't have my truck. So, now we're going on to what? December 5th or something like that with no Christmas tree. That's all right. Last year, we waited till the week of Christmas, which I wish we wouldn't have waited that long because it's so awesome having a tree in the house. But we got gates and stuff delivered yesterday from Walmart so Ada doesn't get her little her little baby hands all over it and start pulling it down and pulling it down on top of herself or whatever it is that babies do. So funny babies are so destructive, man. They're so destructive. Um, 
it's just you can until you live with a baby you just don't know you know it's just so funny babies man they're hilarious um she just everything she gets in her hand she slams to the ground everything it's like whether or not it's like she's testing if it's real <laughs> where that like gravity is still working or not you know what i mean everything she gets in her hand she looks at it she kind of turns it over a little bit she looks at the ground just throws it at the ground <laughs> so i was just thinking about that because we went to church yesterday and uh you know we're sitting there in church and she started to get fussy and i wanted my wife to hear the message this week so part of it at least so i went to the back of the church and actually was able to hear most of the message um i just stood in the back of the church and bounced her and swung her around you know and uh, tried not to be a distraction and uh then you know she started to fuss so i took her to the nursery and that's just i was watching her play yesterday and uh it made me think i spent a lot of time with her yesterday um, I let the wife nap a little bit. I shouldn't say I let, like, it, she's a dog or something like that. Look, Ada woke up from her nap kind of early. So I ran into her room and scooped her up and got her diaper changed. And we hung out out in the living room for a little bit. She, like, crawled around, did her thing. We watched some football. And then we watched one of her shows because I'm a nice guy. Um, and then I took her for a long walk outside. It was kind of raining, kind of snowing, but that stroller is pretty heavy duty, so she didn't get wet at all. We had a good time. I cooked a lot of home-cooked meals. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Man, I woke up, so I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't for... I don't remember. <laughs> That's how long. I don't remember the last time I woke up and necessarily felt great. I don't remember. Um, today I woke up and I felt almost great. Like there was a different pep in my step this morning. And there were issues this morning too. First thing I wake up to is like none of our QuickBooks glitched over the weekend and like none of our clients' invoices were able to get paid and just all this, you know, dumb stuff that just happens. When you are in business, and I still felt great, and I hit my cold plunge, which was just full of slush, just snowy slush. It was perfect today, so cold. Um, but I felt great, and uh, all it's been over the past couple of days, man, is meat, a little bit of fruit, meat and fruit. I've had nothing but steaks and um, slow roasted ribs and. Uh, steak and eggs and chicken and homemade chicken soup i try to i put vegetables in it for Ger, uh, for geneva and, and um ada but i would just eat like really the chicken you know you get a piece of onion in there it's not gonna like take you off your carnivore diet like i had a skillet at a restaurant over the weekend with just over easy eggs and shredded up steak and they threw a couple onions in there. Oh, well. You know what I mean? It's eat, eat the onions. It's not a big deal. I try to pick as many of them as I could out. But pretty much all meat, um, fruit like bananas, honey, it's all I've had for the past five, six days. And uh, I woke up today and I felt great. I felt very, very good. Um, I've noticed a lot of the inflammation and obviously no alcohol. I haven't had any alcohol. Um, no inflama inflammation in my hands or feet. Uh, my face seems a lot thinner. I'm down already from 253 
last Monday to today, 239. So I'm already down from 253 to 239. Um, and I feel good. I feel very like I felt very clear this morning, clear headed. Um, it didn't take me as long to get started. My body, that's where I noticed a lot. I, you know, not to, you know, go into too much information about my body in the morning and all that, but like, uh, not that kind of information. We're not talking about, it's not one of those episodes today. No, when, you know, normally when I go to like sit down on the toilet to have my movement in the morning, you know what I mean? I like, my knees are cracking and my, the, my hamstrings are sore. I didn't feel any of that today. And more TMI probably than anybody wants to hear. Very normal, uh, I don't even want to say clean, uh, just very good movement. <laughs> yeah, which in Greece, they used to ask you, how are your bowels? That was like the key indicator of your health. You know what I mean? So that's that stuff is your, your bowel movements are an important health indicator. If your bowel movements are effed up, there's something effed up in your body. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be having diarrhea all the time. You shouldn't be splattering all over the place all the time. That's not normal. You know what I mean? Like, look at your dog. Imagine if every time you took your dog out on a walk and he or she pooped, it was a splattering, just disgusting mess. You would take your dog to the vet, right? Well, I know a lot of people who every single one of their bowel movements is an absolute catastrophe. You know what I mean? That's not normal. And to be honest with you, that for a while, um, you know, I had GI issues. And I'm telling you, dude, if you were to go, I, I really encourage you. There's this kid that reached out to me the other day, and he's got these gut health issues. And I said, dude, go carnivore. Go full carnivore. You can't cheat, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you cheat one day, you're going to throw everything off. You're gonna throw everything off. Like, I can't tell you how bad I wanted a piece of just Italian bread with butter with that chicken soup that I made. I didn't have any. Because I know how I am. I know how I am at this point that if I cheat a little bit, I'm gonna cheat a lot of it. That's another thing I did yesterday is I fasted uh, for 20 hours. So I fasted from uh, Saturday, you know, late afternoon until Sunday at 11 o'clock. Um, 11.30, 12 o'clock. So it was really like almost 21 hours. Um, but I had a fast yesterday and I could, dude, I was standing there at liturgy, liturgy, which is like the Orthodox church's like service. Um, and, uh, I'm standing there and I could feel my body working the toxins out. Like, I think I've been detoxifying the past couple of days. Um, and, uh, like I haven't been sleeping well at all. I think, you know, my body's getting rid of all the you know, alcohol, all the bread stuff, all the sugar, like all of this stuff. Like I've just been waking up all night. My, you know, I'm probably driving my wife crazy. Up until last night, the last two, three nights, I've been waking up. I'm sweating. You know what I mean? I can't get comfortable. I'm not. I'm not having deep sleep. I'm having weird dreams. And then last night, I slept like a baby. And uh, so all this goes to say, man, is that I would encourage you, really. If you're not feeling good in the mornings, if your movements aren't normal, you know what I mean? I know, weird to talk about. If you're just not where you want to be health-wise, I would really encourage you to at least look into doing a carnivore diet. 
But, you know, your my body's kind of used to it. So you might not get the same results five, six days in that I'm getting. You know, it might take you two, three weeks for you to notice. But I, I guarantee you, if you're listening to me right now, and you were to cut out alcohol completely, not a drop of it. I had a dream last night that I had a beer, and I woke up devastated. I woke up devastated and angry with myself. I'm like, okay, it was just a dream. Like, did I have a beer? I'm like, no, I didn't have a beer. I was like at this party for, I, I dream about the company I used to work for a lot. It's kind of like when you leave high school, you dream about high school, and then you leave college, and you start your job, you dream about college. I'm dreaming about college a lot right now, which is super weird. I haven't thought about college in years, but I've been dreaming about it in my college buddies incessantly, recently. Uh, but anyways, I woke up thinking I had had a beer, and I was very disappointed with myself. So try it, man. Go, uh, go carnivore, cut out alcohol, no sugar. So like, what do you eat? You eat. It's don't overcomplicate it. You could have you could have steak, eggs. You know, you really should stick with red meat. But you could have chicken. Obviously, you could have chicken, chicken breast, chicken thighs. Um, don't go have something like chicken wings. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, fish like good fish though. You know what I mean? Not crap. You know, f- deep fried haddock. You know what I mean? Have like a grilled salmon. Um, a good uh, one that's sourced well because a lot of it's not sourced very well at all. They grow them in these nasty big tanks. And uh, dude, the, uh, where I agree with the environmentalist is the mass production side of things. I think is just horrific. And I would love to see the whole system crash. And mo- a lot of people would die, um, which you know I don't want a lot of people to die. But I mean, a lot of people would suffer. If like the, the the system as it is right now crashed, but we've got to go back to local communities and not global community. A global community is going to be, and this is what they're trying to do. This is why they want you to get to eat the bugs. This is why they want 15 minute cities. This is why they're going to go from electric car to no car. This is why they're going to go from electric, you know, gas stove to electric stove. They're going to be able to. They're going to put everything on a grid. Where it could be turned on and off at will, whenever they see fit. There's going to be climate lockdowns. Climate lockdowns are going to be the next thing. Okay, they're going to say the earth is too hot and we need everybody to stop moving. You can't drive your car for the next three weeks, so stock up. There's it's it's going to be. They're going to come out with all kinds of you know you got to have a special badge to drive, and I guarantee it, dude. All this stuff is going to come. I don't think anytime. Contrary to what a lot of doomsdayers would say, I don't think this is going to be anytime soon. I think COVID was a probe to see what they could get away with, and they're going to test it on a fresh population. So I don't think they're going to, they're going to try the climate lockdown stuff for another couple of decades. Like when my generation is old. They'll be like, all right, they're going to try it again. And, you know, I'll be just some old dude. And they're like, no, don't listen to them. They're going to take it down. No. We're just going to be like, dude, shut that old man up. Here's some Prozac. Ship him off to a home. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, son, listen to me. You don't listen to the globalists. They're going to take you back. <laughs> That'll be me. You try to warn everybody. Um. I don't even remember. Oh, we got to go back to local communities, man, where things are sourced locally. That's why I think cities are just, 
Oh, I don't know. Cities are gross. I, I really look down on city people. I do. I'm sorry. I got people that live in the city that listen to me. It's no, no offense. <laughs> I guess you're going to take offense. I just, um, what do you, I just, the idea of being trapped somewhere with that many people scares the hell out of me. The idea of if one thing goes wrong, I don't have access to any type of water, scares me. You know how much trust you got to have in infrastructure and the government to live in a city? Like, bro, I'm talking like New York City. You know how much, you know how scary that is? Dude, shit hits the fan. Everybody in the cities, they're going to be the first ones to die. Everybody. The mortality rate in the city is probably going to be 90%. At least. Think about it. Bro. And they want to move everybody to 15-minute cities. These 15-minute cities. You know what a 15-minute city is? It's They call it like, they're, they're, I'm about to drive by one. It's the first one in Maine, in Scarborough. And what does it say? Eat, work, live, play. So it's like, you... The idea is the people that like live there also work at the places around it or work virtually. You don't really need a car. So what they have is they have these condos and apartment buildings. And then a five minute walk away, there's a Costco. Five minute walk away, there's three restaurants and a bar. Five minute walk away, there's a bowling alley. Five, it's like they, they con you into this, oh, you don't need a car. Oh, rent's pretty cheap. You could walk to Costco. You could walk to go bowling. You could walk to get a beer with the bros. And so you give up your car. <laughs> you give up all your just freedom. And you go to this little, it's like, a, it's like an adult daycare. It's like a big adult daycare. That's what they want to do. They want to get as many people as they can on these 15-minute cities. And what's happening is the globalists like BlackRock, Vanguard, these companies, they're buying up all the land. So all this acreage in the, in the United States that's being bought up right now is, is being bought up by these... Dude, come on, man. This, this school bus has a line of traffic six miles long behind it. You can't just pull over and let some of us go. You know what I mean? I picked the worst time to drive to the gym. The worst time today. Literally, everybody's on their way to work, just breathing with their mouths open. The buses are out. It's just shipping their kids off to the public indoctrination centers. Oh, go ahead. Hop on the yellow tube, honey. We'll see you in eight hours. Sorry, my wife called. Um, trying to get things figured out for her birthday. Her birthday's this Thursday. <laughs> Anyways, this is where I picked the worst time to drive to the gym. Um... I slept up. Well, I, I caught up on sleep. I, I woke up and it was like 6.30. I'm like, dang, I slept in, man. Um, but yeah, they're going to try moving everybody onto these 15-minute these cities, man. They're gonna Everything's going to be electric. You know what I mean? You say something the government doesn't like, they shut you off. You know, these the globalists, they got to go, bro. I'm telling you right now. We got to go back to local communities. And I've, I've talked about this before. Let local communities govern themselves locally right like there if there is a federal government and we do keep the 50 states the federal government should be there solely for military in my opinion there should be no federal oversight of anything other than military protection that's it it's the only thing in each state and each local government should still have their own fighting force because 
everything could be corrupted. Federal government gets corrupt, all right, let's get all band together and overthrow it. Like, we can't do that. Would be tough to do that now because most people don't know how to shoot a damn gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and more importantly, people are too lazy. They're too comfortable to, to step outside. You can't, you can't lead an armed revolution right now. People are too comfortable still. They might be a little angry. Well, I'm not going to be able to retire. <laughs> they took our jobs, but they're still not angry enough to like do something about it. You know, very few people are like as angry as me. And even me, I'm still sitting here talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, but anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people can live in cities, but that's that's it's just we got to go back to local things, local governments. Like, let us just. If we all live in this area together in a in a 25 mile radius, why do the people on the coast get to determine what I own, what I drive? Like, why do those perverted, disgusting little liberals? You know what I mean? I, I just I don't. You know, it's like you live like New York State is a great example. You got Western New York, which is very conservative, farm, and the whole state is just owned by the city. That nasty, dirty, crusty, gross. People think like, oh, New York City. Why New York City is an absolute armpit. It is a disgusting shithole. It is so gross. So mo All cities are. You know, my executive assistant, uh, Rachel, is going to Japan. And she was talking about how in Japan, like, there's no public trash. Like, you bring around a hand towel with you. You know what I mean? There's no toilet paper because they use the, those those squirty in your butt things. Uh, the bidet or whatever. <laughs> um, there's, like, Japan's very clean. They, they have, a, like, they're, like... It, and I always wondered why Asians wore masks when they come over here. Like, no wonder they wear masks when they come over here. This place is gross. Our cities are disgusting. Americans are gross. And Europeans have always been gross. Europeans, it's our its our European heritage. You know, at, to some degree, not super awesome with sanitation. And then you fill this place up with people from the Middle East and India. You know, you got all these people coming over from India and the Middle East that just, they're just shitting all over the beaches. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just... No offense to any Middle Easterners or Indians that are listening to me. I don't know that I have any Indian listeners, but uh, it's uh, it's just gross, man. The United States is just a dirty, dirty country. It's it's really gross when you look at compared to like Japan. Like I said, I'm sure they're just revolted. Like imagine being a Japanese person at a rest stop. <laughs> People are probably so grossed out. They're like looking at toilet paper. Like we live in the Stone Ages, you know gross, but, uh, I almost feel bad for them, but, uh, Japan, I respect, dude, I got a lot of respect for the Jap Japanese, man, I really do, I almost said the Japs, I'll just say it anyways, <laughs> the Japanese, I got a lot of respect for the Japanese, very traditional society, they take good care of themselves and their elders, you know, the high standard of, uh, of living, um, they live for a long time, they're, um, you know, very close-knit families, traditional values. They're kind of, they don't really like foreigners and outsiders that much, you know, which I respect that. I respect that. 
you know, people are like, oh, you go to Japan, they don't even really want you there. Like, they just, you know, they'll take your money. Fine, whatever. I don't want you to want me here. I don't expect you to want me here. If I'm in your land, yeah, of course, get my money and then kick me out. I don't blame you one bit. That's how I feel over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, sure, spend your money and then leave. Go back to your little, like if I were Japanese and I saw an American, I'd be like, yes, give me your American money and then go back to your dirty little shitty hovel. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I would, in my mind, as a Japanese person, that's how I would look at Americans. I'd be like, these dirty white rats, <laughs> go back to your little dirty cities and your dirty, you know, where you're still wiping your butt with paper. <laughs> what is this, 1950? You know? Um, it's, it, it's just I would uh I'd be just appalled as a Japanese person I think I but like I said I got a lot of respect for the Japanese I mean I talk about the Asians a lot I think the Japanese top the list for me in terms of Asians that I appreciate the most I like the ties I like uh you know Muay Thai obviously I'm a great I'm a big fan of the Muay Thai I like uh I, I would love to go to Taiwan at some point tires of Taiwan Thailand at some point I got my Taiwan, I got my Asians all mixed up here. I'd love to go to Thailand at some point. That'd be another one. You know, definitely different than Japan. Um, that's like, I feel like that's a little bit more of a rugged culture, you know? But I, I got a lot of respect for the Asians, man. The Asians really, you know, you got to think about how long Japan was isolated for. Think about how long from a historical standpoint that Japan was isolated for. Then look at how fast they adapted to the modern world and took it over, really. Really took over the modern world. Right? Or at least close. What are they? I don't know what they are for exports, but they gotta be top five. You know what I mean? So electronics, they gotta be not one or two, right? Um, have to be. You know, look at how quickly they adapted. So I got a lot of respect for the Japanese, man. Chinese, I still have that um, like that public school education indoctrination fear of the Chinese that Fox News fear of the Chinese I don't know enough about in reality about the Chinese to know how I feel about them because all I hear is like, oh China's the enemy <laughs> you know what I mean you just it's like Russia it's like I like the Russians I don't care what anybody says I don't care what anybody blah 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 I like the Russians. I do. I like, I, you know, damn, of course this person's pulling up behind me. Um, I like the Russians. Uh, whatever, with the whole Ukraine thing, I get it, but, you know, I, I don't, it's, that would, that didn't just happen for no reason. You know what I mean? Okay, buddy, now you're going to come over here. You're, you just took, you just looked like you were going to take my other parking spot. Now you're coming over here. Are you retarded? Bro, everybody's just breathing fumes this morning. It's the quality of the average person. The quality of the average person is so damn low now. This guy, so this dude in this truck behind me, I go to back into this spot, and he's got his turning signal on. Okay, you want this spot? Fine. So I'll go park over here. What's he do? Follows me to the next spot. Look at him. He's still oh, he's still looking for a spot with his mouth open, breathing. Oh, he's one of those... He's one of those broccoli-headed kids. You know, those, like, high school-age, college-age kids with the stupid broccoli haircut. I don't blame him for being, you know, it's all, it's all that dumb hair on top of his head. But anyways, <laughs> I don't even know what the point of today's episode was. 
I like I, I like Russians. I, I, I think I wouldn't want to live in Russia. It looks super duper depressing. Super depressing. Like I would live in Japan. They would hate me. They wouldn't welcome me. I think I can win them over though. I can win anybody over. But I mean, in the deep heart of hearts, they would probably tolerate me, but they wouldn't trust me or truly like me. And I'm fine with that. Totally fine with that. You know, there's like an article the other day. It's like Japan is the most is extremely Japanese. This is a problem. Written by some, you know, some bimbo black girl in the United States. I'm sorry. J Japan is for Jap J the Japanese. If you don't like it so much, why don't you go back to Africa, to your country, and fix things there? If you guys, seriously, if y'all hate it here so much, if you're black and you feel oppressed in the United States, why don't some of you men, instead of sh killing each other over dime bags of, of weed, why don't you guys get together and go back and fix it and build a country? Uh, that's what I would do. If I lived somewhere where I felt like I was, my life was in danger or whatever, and, and that's what I intend on doing. I'm going to start my own commune, my own compound. Because I don't like the world that I live in now. I'm not going to just sit around and complain about it. I'm going to do something about it. But if it was like an entire country where I felt marginalized, where I was afraid and all of this, and I was told that I was oppressed, and I would either overthrow it or I would go back to where I was, where my roots were ancestrally, and I would fix that place up because I'm a man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no. No, it's, it's the white man's fault that black dudes kill each other in Minneapolis at, it, what is it? It's Minneapolis, 3% um, of, yeah, of the population is black males. And they account for 97% of the homicides. And like 91% of those are black guys killing other black guys. <laughs> Truth hurts, doesn't it? Truth stings. Truth is very inconvenient. It's just way easier to blame it on institutionalized racism, right? It's way easier to look at me and see the color of my skin and blame it on me somehow. Yeah, you know, that's some you know dude that hides in the woods in Maine has some kind of bearing on your life trajectory. You know, you imbecile. You know, it's just it's just it's uh, it's very silly. The victim mentality in society, and you see it everywhere. Everybody's a victim. Nobody takes responsibility for anything anymore. Um, People just, what's up? That's my boy Malachi, real estate guy. Um, people don't take responsibility for things anymore. You know? That's what I appreciate about this oil change guy. He called me right back yesterday, took full responsibility, said, I'll pay for it to be towed. We're going to get it fixed for you, blah, blah, blah. We'll look at the engine for you. No, Obviously, no cost to you. Um, obviously, I, I hope he throws in a free oil change, you know what I'm saying, for the inconvenience. But, uh... You know, took immediate accountability. You don't see that now. But anyways, I'm, i got to get in and hit a lift. I'll talk to you guys soon. I love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.